Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry, ideally all while we're outdoors doing something cool. I'm in Utah's West Desert in Tooele County. I am just about 200 yards off of the original Pony Express Trail, right outside the Rush Valley Station. It's, it's desolate out here, and it's empty, and it's flat, although I'm surrounded by mountains on all sides, and the mountains are covered in snow, yet down here, in the desert floor, on the valley floor, it is mostly dry and snow-free. I did have to take a, a dirt road off of the main road just to get up just a little ways off, and uh, probably not a great idea for my uh, little hybrid Toyota on this very clearly four-wheel drive road, but I did not get high-centered. And I only slipped around a little bit in some couple of little muddy spots. And uh, now I just have to make it back. Out here in the West Desert, the valley is crisscrossed with uh, roads for four-wheel drive vehicles. And pretty much everywhere where there's a place for a four-wheel drive vehicle, there is a... Uh, there are shotgun shells and bullet casings and things that got shot, tanks and old TVs. But there is a, a desolate beauty out here. I do have to raise my eyes though from the ground. Today is the 7th of April, 2023, which means it's Good Friday. And as I do every Good Friday, I am going to read John Donne's poem, Good Friday, 1613, riding westward. Let man's soul be a sphere, and then in this the intelligence that moves devotion is. And as the other spheres, by being grown subject to foreign motions, lose their own, and being by others hurried every day, scarce in a year their natural form obey, pleasure or business, so our souls admit for their first mover, and are whirled by it. Hence is it that I am carried towards the west this day, when my soul's form bends toward the east. There I should see a sun by rising set, and by that setting endless day beget. But that Christ on this cross did rise and fall, sin had eternally benighted all. Yet dare I almost be glad I do not see that spectacle of too much weight for me. Who sees God's face, that is self-life, must die. What a death were it then to see God die. It made his own lieutenant nature shrink, it made his footstool crack and the sun wink. Could I behold those hands which span the poles and tune all spheres at once pierced with those holes? Could I behold that endless height which is zenith to us and to our antipodes humbled below us? 
where that blood, which is the seat of all our souls, if not of his made dirt of dust, where that flesh, which was worn by God for his apparel, ragged and torn, if on these things I durst not look, durst I upon his miserable mother cast mine eye, who was God's partner here, and furnished thus half of that sacrifice which ransomed us. Though these things, as I ride, be from mine eye, they're present yet unto my memory. For that lookest towards them, as thou lookest towards me, O Saviour, as thou hangest upon the tree. I turn my back to thee, but to receive corrections, till thy mercies bid thee leave. O oh, think me worth thine anger, punish me, burn off my rusts and my deformity, restore thine image so much by thy grace, that thou mayest know me, and I'll turn my face. I read this poem on this podcast years ago, and my feelings on it haven't changed much. And so if you've already heard that, you could probably skip this, but don't. It's Good Friday today, and it's a good time to think on these things. The central conceit of this poem is revealed in the title, Good Friday 1613, Riding Westward. And that's it. He's riding west. And he's using that as a way to talk about how he is facing. He should, he implies, be facing toward the east, toward Jerusalem, toward the sunrise, toward where, where Christ lived in his mortal ministry. But here he is, because of responsibilities, riding westward. And so his back... His back is toward God. And he's using the physical aspect of riding toward the West as if he were saying, I've turned my back toward God, but not willingly. Not because I want to, not because I'm a bad person, but just because that's, that is mortal life. One of the other things he's playing with is what's going on in his head. He imagines and plays in his memory the events of Christ's crucifixion, hence it being on Good Friday. And so he describes the, the hands, he says, which span the poles and tune the spheres, pierced by holes, or his body, ragged and torn, and then makes his interesting Catholic move which we somewhat expect from John Donne, even though he wasn't a Catholic, he still kind of was in his heart. And he says, well, if I can't countenance, if I can't bear to think about Jesus, if that's too emotional for me, maybe I should instead just think about Mary. It's the final lines of this poem, though, that really get me. He says... Though these things as I ride be from mine eye, they're present yet unto my memory. So, they're not present to his eye. He's not actually looking at them, but they are in his memory. They're inside of his head. 
For that, he says, which is his, his memory, his mind, for that looks towards them, those, those images, those memories, as thou lookst towards me, O Savior, as thou hangest upon the tree. He is recognizing that Jesus, in his atonement, in the crucifixion, during that period, was thinking lovingly of the people for whom he was suffering, including John Donne, including the speaker of the poem. And he says, look, I'm thinking about you just like you were thinking about me. And then these lines, which are just, they're they're touching and moving and, and sad. He says, I turn my back to thee, but to receive corrections till thy mercies bid thee leave. So where he said at the beginning, oh, my back is toward you just because I have these other responsibilities. And now he shifts it and says, no, it's, it's because I need to be punished, because I need thy help. Oh, Think me worth thine anger, he says. Wow. That just... There, there is something beautifully pathetic in that. And I don't mean pathetic in a bad sense. I mean pathetic as in uh, evoking pathos. Think me worth thine anger. Punish me. And then he explains why he wants to be punished. He says, burn off my rusts and my deformity, restore thine image. So he wants to be punished so he can be perfected. He wants to suffer so he can learn. He wants to to feel pain so he can grow. So that he can, as he says, have the image of God restored to him. Restore thine image so much by thy grace that thou mayest know me and I'll turn my face. So he's saying, I've only turning my back. I'm only headed westward metaphorically and physically because I'm not worthy. And so he begs God to help make him worthy. Many of Dunn's poems have this deeply personal aspect to them that I think make them so touching and so moving. And it feels like a perfect time to read again Good Friday, 1613, Riding Westward. Let man's soul be a sphere. And then in this, the intelligence that moves devotion is... And as the other spheres, by being grown subject to foreign motions, lose their own, and being by others hurried every day, scarce in a year, their natural form obey. Pleasure or business, so our souls admit for their first mover and are whirled by it. Hence is it that I am carried toward the West this day, when my soul's form bends toward the East." There should I see a sun by rising set, and by that setting endless day beget. But that Christ on this cross did rise and fall, sin had eternally benighted all. 
Yet dare I almost be glad I do not see that spectacle of too much weight for me. Who sees God's face that his self-life must die? What a death were it then to see God die. It made his own lieutenant nature shrink. It made his footstool crack and the sun wink. Could I behold those hands which span the poles and tune all spheres at once, pierced with those holes? Could I behold that endless height which is zenith to us and to our antipodes humbled below us? Or that blood which is the seat of all our souls, if not of his, make dirt of dust? Or that flesh which was worn by God for his apparel, ragged and torn? If on these things I durst not look, durst I upon his miserable mother cast mine eye, who was God's partner here, and furnished thus half of that sacrifice which ransomed us? Though these things, as I ride, be from mine eye, they're present yet unto my memory. For that looks towards them, as thou lookest towards me, O Saviour, as thou hangest upon the tree. I turn my back to thee but to receive corrections, till thy mercies bid thee leave. O think me worth thine anger, punish me, burn off my rusts and my deformity. Restore thine image so much by thy grace that thou mayest know me, and I'll turn my face.